0: The cigarettes, 22 cents a pack. Hankey saved up his own ration and sold it at a profit to other inmates. The guards knew about Hankey's sideline and winked at it, because Hankey occasionally gave them a pack or even gave them a dollar. Do me a favor, Cart. Take these to number 13 down here and number 48, third tier, one to each. I don't feel like walking that far. They're paid for. Sure. Carter took them in one hand and started out buttoning his shirt with the other hand. Number 13 was only 2 cells away from his and Hanky's cell. An old negro with white hair sat on the lower bunk. "Cigarettes?" Carter asked. The negro rolled sideways on one fleshless hip and pulled a small piece of paper out of his pocket. With stiff black fingers, the negro pushed Hanky's receipt into Carter's hand. Carter stuffed it into his pocket tossed a package of camels on the bunk, and went out. He walked toward the end of the corridor where the stairs were. The guard called Mooney, a nickname for Moonen, quickened his slow walk and frowned as he came toward Carter. Carter had the other pack of cigarettes in his hand. He saw that Mooney saw it. Delivering cigarettes? Mooney's long, thin face scowled harder. You gonna start delivering milk and newspapers, too? I'm taking them for Hanky. He's got a sprained ankle. Let's have your hands. Mooney took his handcuffs off the clasp of his belt. I didn't steal the cigarettes. Ask Hanky. Your hands. Carter held out his hands. Mooney clicked the handcuffs on his wrists. At the same instant, two toilets nearby flushed simultaneously. And simultaneously, Carter saw over Mooney's shoulder a pimply faced, pudgy inmate smirking slightly with vague pleasure as he watched. A few seconds before, Carter had thought Mooney might be joking. He had seen Mooney and Hanky joking a few times, Mooney even swinging his stick playfully at Hanky. Now he knew Mooney wasn't joking. Mooney didn't like him. Mooney called him the professor. Walk to the end of the block, Mooney said. Mooney's voice was loud. While Mooney had been talking to Carter. A silence had fallen in the two or three cells in either side of the block which could observe them, and it was spreading over the whole ground floor. Carter walked, with Mooney behind him. At the end of the corridor were two stairways going up to the second tier the elevator's barred doors that Carter had only twice seen open for hospital cases on their way up, and two plain doors, their fronts flush with the stone wall, with large round locks on them. One led to the next cell block. B-block, the other to the hole. Mooney stepped in advance of Carter and swung off his big ring of keys from his belt. Carter heard a soft, collective groan from the men watching, a hum as anonymous as a wind. What's the matter, Mooney? asked a voice, so self-assured Carter knew before he glanced behind him that it was a guard's. Got the great engineer here delivering cigarettes, Mooney said and opened the door. Step down, he said to Carter. The stairs went down. This was the hole. Carter paused after a couple of steps. He had heard about the hole, even if the inmates exaggerated and he was sure they did exaggerate. It was a torture chamber. Listen, an offense like this, doing a favor for Hanky, it's just a few demerits, isn't it? Mooney and Cherniver, who was coming along too, chuckled superiorly, as if at the remark of a half-wit. Get going, Mooney said. You already got more demerits than I can count, or you either. Mooney shoved him. Carter kept his balance, then descended the steps, watching his footing carefully. For if he fell, he could not easily save himself with manacled hands. He had taken a fall the day he was put into prison, and at that time his handcuffs had been shackled to a heavy leather belt. It was true that he had a lot of demerits, but they were mostly due to the fact he did not yet know everything he could and could not do. You got demerits for not keeping in step in a line marching to the mess hall, for saying excuse me or saying anything on the way to the workshops, but not on the way back, for flicking a comb through your hair at certain times, for looking too long at a visitor, a stranger, perhaps, man or woman, through the double-barred wall at the end of A Block, and four times, due to demerits, Carter had been unable to see his wife on Sunday afternoons. This was doubly infuriating, because on each occasion the two letters per week that he was permitted to write had been sent to